Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And I also want to remind you that our share 2021 is coming up. It will be on Thursday, April 22nd until Saturday, April 24th. So make sure you join us and celebrate the ministry with us. And this is a perfect opportunity for you to support the worldwide ministry of KFUO. Now today, it's time, like I said, for moment on the lighter side and we welcome back one of our regular guests st peter of st peter's hook and crook your local headquarters for all your fishing and shepherding supplies good afternoon peter how you doing well, well I, I i'm doing fine gary uh, and you know spring is my favorite time of the year and i might add if you didn't get around to it during the hectic easter season there's still time to get your sheep dipped before summer uh, you should note that the Hook and Crick is having evening hours for those who want to dip their sheep after work even. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, Gary, we will throw in a coupon for anyone who donates during share 10% off your sheep dipping. How about that? That's fantastic. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? In, in the first minute of our interview, you already uh, snuck in a commercial. Well, you know, it's been been two months since I've had the opportunity to do so, you know. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to ask you last week, but did you have a good Easter, Peter? Uh, that we did. Uh, Pastor Bittner, he, he gave a wonderful sermon here at New Athens telling us that the Jesus who was crucified is also the Jesus who has risen. He reminded us that's a great hope for any Anyone who's struggling with a crud of this world. <laughs> and then, of course, Mrs. Peter and I had a delicious ham and turkey dinner with all the fixings. My bathroom scale confirmed the next morning that I'd ate a lot more than I should have. <laughs> but, but, but to get down to business, I, I'm glad you brought up the subject of Easter, for that's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to share with you something that happened to me uh, a couple of weeks after Easter, uh, 2,000 years ago, that is. That would be great, Peter. We always appreciate Appreciating hearing a first-person account of the stories of the Bible. Well, actually, I don't want to give you a first-person account. I want to share with you the account as it is recorded in the Gospel of John. Why would you want to do that, Peter? You were there. Why not just give us your own version? Well, for several reasons, Gary. Uh, for one, now that I've reached a rather extended age, I'm glad someone years ago took the time to put these things down in writing. <laughs> Oh, so the old memory is uh, beginning to go, is it? Well, it's not just that my memory is bad, but there's another concern as well. What concern is that? Well, you know, we're all born in sin and conceived in iniquity. No matter how honest we try to be when we give the record of our doings, I'm sure our biases inevitably influence our story. It's always better to get the message uh, from an objective source. I get it. I don't know if you've heard, but I'm a licensed drone pilot now, and it seems like every time I share one of my drone adventures, they get a little more exciting and daring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for the sake of accuracy, I want to give the account right out of the scripture, and for a third reason as well. I've never said this in public before, but I want to acknowledge how much I appreciate the account of my life recorded in the Gospel of John. What is that you particularly like about John's account? Well, of all the Gospel writers, I think John treated my life story with the, the greatest respect. Well, I, I guess that's no surprise. You were close friends, weren't you? Well, what is that we were? Why, why, we even worked together. We were partners in the fishing business when Jesus called us to be disciples. And as a result, I, I felt especially close to John all the while we followed Jesus. 
Indeed, that's what we were doing after Easter. John and I and a, and a handful of other disciples went fishing together, j just like in the old days. On that day, we, we saw a stranger on the shore. It was my best friend, John, who said to me, it is the Lord. <laughs> Wait a minute, but Peter, as I recall the stories about you and John, it seems there were also uh, some competition between the two of you. Well, you know, I suppose working together as fishermen, there would be. There's always rivalry between fishermen who, who caught the biggest or the most fish. And, uh, Gary, admittedly, there was some jockeying between the two of us who would be Jesus' right-hand man. In fact, Easter morning, uh, we even got into a foot race to see who would get to the tomb first. <laughs> a race? If I remember correctly, <laughs> didn't John win? Well... You know, he didn't have the extra weight of that sword holding him back like I did, you know. And what did it matter if he did get there first? I was the only one who had the guts to go inside of the tomb. I think I detect a note of uh, competitiveness, though. Well, of course we competed with each other, Gary. But that doesn't mean we weren't the best of friends. I just want everyone to know how much I appreciate the considerate account that John gives of my life. And uh, what do you mean by that? Well, I did many foolish things in my life, I admit. But, but John emphasized many of the things of which I'm particularly proud. For example, it was John who records my great confession. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. It was John who writes that on that night they came to arrest Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, I was the only one who drew the sword to defend my Lord. But that turned out to be a rather foolish thing as well. Didn't Jesus tell you, put your sword into your sheath? Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? Well, well that's true. Uh, but at least John lets the reader understand that I was no coward, that I really was willing to risk my life for the Lord Jesus. That brings me to the other thing I like about John's gospel. It's not only the good things he says about me, but, you know, uh, the foolish things that he leaves out. You mean like the time that Jesus came walking to you on the water and you foolishly said, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come to you. You then proceeded to get soaking wet in the Sea of Galilee. If Jesus hadn't pulled you out that day, you probably would have drowned. That's kind of like a comedy bit, I think, there. <laughs> yes, and that is one of the foolish episodes that John didn't record. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like that time when Jesus was talking about his upcoming suffering and death, and you said, this will never happen to you, Lord, and then Jesus rebuked you, saying, get behind me, Satan. Yep, yeah, that, that's another one of those <laughs> yeah. foolish events that, that John didn't record. But but you seem perfectly happy to talk about them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Peter. I guess it's, I, I just kind of got uh, carried away a little bit. Yeah, well, that that's all right, Gary. They're, they're all common knowledge, or at least they are now that you've brought them up. But my point is... Out of respect for me, John left those stories out of his gospel. It seemed to me that John is doing something we Lutherans call putting the best construction on things. And it's part of the meaning of the Eighth Commandment, thou shalt not bear false witness. Yeah, you know, that's a good way of putting it, Gary. 
John did put the best construction on all that I did. But you know, in order to keep that commandment, in order to not bear false witness, there were also some things he would have to record. So John did record how I said to Jesus, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Yeah, although even there, John puts the best construction on your words. Um, Mark, for example, adds how you boasted that even if the other disciples fell away, you would not. But John leaves that detail out completely. I did say both things. But as you indicate, John kindly left out some of the unpleasant details. Of course, he, he couldn't leave out what Jesus said next. Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. And, of course, he could not leave out that those words were fulfilled. For, indeed, I did deny three times that I even knew Jesus. All the gospel writers record that story, don't they, Peter? Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yes, That's my job. <laughs> yeah, well, you're doing your job really well, let me tell you that. But, but you know... It is John alone who records the end of that story. And that's the story I want to talk about next week. The story of what happened a few weeks after Easter. The story of how even though I denied him three times, he restored me to apostleship. Yes, he did. Well, we'd be glad to have you back next week if that's what you'd like. But well, I would, Gary. It's a familiar story, but, but there are nuances in John's account you might not catch in the English. And there is significance in the details that only I would know. I, I think it might be helpful to hear the account of John combined with my own personal reflections. Now, that really sounds like a great idea. The written record of John and the personal experience of Peter. I look forward to that, and we'll talk to you again next week, Peter. Oh, and don't forget, the Hook and Crook is open every night until 8 p.m. for all your fishing and shepherding needs. Fishing and shepherding. There you're getting a, a commercial back in there. Oh, well. Uh, and uh, I'm glad you don't have that uh, Gary Duncan uh, stinky bait for sale, right? Or Gary stinky Gary Duncan bait for sale right now. So, Of course we do. <laughs> oh, it's always for sale, huh? <laughs> That's right. It's one of our favorite products. Stinky. Gary, no, I'm sorry. It's comma. Uh, I don't remember what it is, but you're right. It's We've got it. Stinky comma Gary Duncan. Thank you so much, and I look forward again to talking to you next week. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org.